0: That's B-O-D-I dot com.
1: Hi, I'm Abby, and you're listening to The Real Moms of Bravo, a weekly Bravo podcast where we recap your favorite shows in 30-ish minutes or less. And I am joined with a very exciting guest host, Anthony Lario, who's been on numerous times. I'm basically calling him the Bravo prophet. We're going to break down what's happened and what we think is happening with some of our favorite franchises, particularly Beverly Hills and Roni. I am joined with the amazing Anthony Lario. Vanessa's taking a little bit of a summer break, and we are here to discuss Beverly Hills, Rony, but like really just go deep into Housewives in general, general because I don't like the future is looking pretty bleak for a lot of these franchises.
2: Oh, I totally agree. First of all, Abby, thank you for having me. Um, and I'm like
1: ready just to dive in. I'm like Anthony, yeah, yeah, yeah. every Anthony, you guys, for those who don't know, he's been on the show numerous times. He has a hilarious Instagram, but also you were just, I say this every time you are so talented. I mean, you're so funny, oh, but your yeah. voice is amazing. Like whenever you do your little snippets with your brother and your mom, I'm dying laughing. And then you'll sing this amazing cover. And I'm like in tears from your voice. It's you have, you're just so talented.
2: Oh, Abby, every time I come here, it's like the gas up of the century. I'm like ready for it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, but we're right. Abby, the other thing is we always come on the show and we predict the housewives. Like we are like the oracles. Like we always know if it's going to be a good season or a bad season. And we were completely right when we predicted this Beverly Hills season.
1: I love that you say we, because that's really sweet of you to be modest. That was all you. I mean, you are a Bravo prophet because whatever you say comes to be. And you analyze the Beverly Hills trailer. We'll link to it in our stories, but you analyze the trailer when it first dropped. And you're like, you guys don't fall for this. It's going to be a bad season. They used it all from one dinner party, which was the psychic. And then one other scene, which spoiler alert, we never even saw the Bravo, Bravo, fucking Bravo scene that they played up. So oh, much.
2: I, forgot that. I forgot we didn't see
1: that. Yeah. And then the the psychic was like a total snooze. I mean, so I'll just say you called it in March. You were completely right. It's been an awful season, and I feel like we're kind of at this point. They either need to pack it up or mix it up. Like, what do you think they're going to do with Beverly Hills?
2: Here's the thing. I think that they're not quite at the place that Real Housewives of Orange County are at, where they just need to wrap the show up. It's going to be 15 years. Let's do a swan song season, and it's over. I think that what they got to do is they got to bring in, and Kate Casey always says this, and I think she's so right. They got to bring in some... Movie producers' wives, CEOs' wives, people who aren't really famous, but they have famous adjacents. just kind of like how Kyle Richards and Kim were when they first came on the show. Nobody really who- knew who they were, but we're like, oh my God, that's Paris Hilton's aunt? Like, that is so cool. I don't need a Lisa Rinna that I've seen, you know, plugging her diapers 24-7. <laughs> I don't need a Denise Richards, who I've seen on TV a million and five times. I want to see real people that live in this town that know famous people, real socialites. And you gotta have genuine, authentic connections. I think that's why Jersey and New York, our East Coast ones, are so, so, so strong because they're they have genuine connections. It's family. It's friends. They've known each other for years. And I think that that's what we need to bring back.
1: I no, I 100% agree. <clears throat> we always say that's like our favorite part about Jersey and New York. Like these women have photos of themselves together 20 years ago, 15 years ago. Like they they were friends before the show. It's honestly the reason why before all the drama and everything <clears throat> happened with B- Vanderpump, but it's the reason why we loved it in the beginning. Like this group truly was friends. It wasn't forced to be on a TV show. And every time they bring in someone new for Beverly Hills, it's like, Oh, like Sutton is Rinna's friend, but clearly not. Cause Rinna was so quick to turn. Clearly over. not yeah
2: clearly they are not friends what What would have been more authentic is bringing on like jennifer tilly and sutton together because they're actually best friends in real life you know they they, they miss these big opportunities all the time on the show and beverly hills's big problem is they're consistently trying to push one person out and if they would just stop doing that they
1: would be okay it's like we get these it's i kind of will it's like um with New Jersey, Melissa's always pushing like a fake storyline for herself, but there's so many other moving pieces that you laugh at that fake storyline and you, you love the, the franchise for everything it gives you. Beverly Hills only has that fake storyline and they do it the whole season. We had it with the dog. We're having it now with the Denise thing, which honestly, we all thought the Denise thing was going to be Denise and Brandy. We're just now seeing Brandy and we don't have that many episodes left.
2: Well, you know why. But what basically happened, I think for sure, is that they started filming. They realized that there's not enough drama. There's not enough storyline in general. They had to bring back all the former housewives for this one, like, weird Jump the Shark reunion type episode. It was just strange. And, and now they're, like, throwing in this brandy drama. I think, I, And it's just so obvious, you know, that Kyle and Kim had talked to her before and said, do you have any dirt underneath? Like yeah. it's just so obvious. I and so I love what keep going.
1: Oh no, I was like, I love Kyle, but I am starting to think that she's the Bobby Fisher, not Vanderpump, because she knows oh, how to yep. manipulate and play and she's just as calculated.
2: Here's the thing it's like she's like the Tamra of Beverly Hills. Like for years we saw oh, Tamra brings it, Tamra's fun, Tamara's kind of the center of the group. It turns out by the end, like I'd been saying for like almost a decade. Tamara is a snake. She She's constantly moving the chess pieces around behind the scenes. And then she comes out smelling like a rose. I think that's what Kyle Richards does. And honestly, good for her. Get your paycheck. Do that. But if it's for the detriment of the entire show, then let's get rid of her. and bring in a new lead. Kind of like they did in New York. They got rid of Bethany. And now they have a new lead, Leah.
1: Which I actually, I, I love Leah. And I so I think we should, like, honestly, everything you said about Beverly Hills, I think it's true. I think they're just pushing it the wrong direction. They need to get the right new people in there. Also, we need to get rid of some people as well, but you can't push them out. It has to just be, you know, their time is done and this is the end of it. But I think we need to transition into Ronnie because I love how you're saying they pushed in a new lead with Leah. And I think it happened so organically, like all of a sudden I'm thinking Leah is the future of this franchise and she can carry it.
2: Yeah, that's what they did. You know, I I kept thinking, you know, when they were getting rid of the OGs on these shows, I kept thinking they were going to have somebody that was already on the cast rise up and be the lead. But it's turning out that it's not true. And I think it's a smart move. On Orange County, they push out Vicky and Tamara. Bronwyn is the new lead of that show. Mm -hmm. They're doing the same thing with Leah. And Leah is this amazing uh, combination of, like, a young Bethany when Bethany first came on the show, you know, the first season, and kind of like she's got the, you know mob vibe of Jersey. Like she's just kind of got it all. She's this new 2020 version of Bethany.
1: I completely agree. I think she is the younger Bethany. She's hungry to be successful. Like she talks about her business, but not so much that's all we hear about. And we know that this is just a ploy to, you know, push her push her brand. And I love the way that she really is I hate saying like she's true to herself, but she hasn't really like varied this season. What I've seen with her has been consistent each episode. Sometimes she goes a little crazy. She owns it. She likes to be over the top. She's always yelling, like, bitch, yes. And that's her. She's not just trying to be yeah. Heather with her hollas. You know, it's that's it seems more organic.
2: Yeah, it is. It is really her. And I think that something that sh- is shocking the other ladies on New York, and I feel like they realized it as the season was going on, is you know, you have Dorinda, Sonia. Um, Ramona, even though Sonia and Dorinda are not OGs, they feel like OGs. Um, and, and you know, I think that Dorinda especially thought that she was going to be the new Bethany. And I think that she came in guns a-blazing, going after Tinsley, but where she's wrong and where she misses the mark is that Bethany didn't go after somebody just to go after them. She went after them with an end goal in mind to be friends again. Dorinda's goal is to annihilate and so that's the difference between she and Bethany.
1: I, I think Bethany always, at the end of the day, like had a good heart and mind. And it was like, she's trying to better people. She saw the mistakes they were making. She saw their flaws. And sometimes it was flaws. She knew she had herself. And she was trying to mm-hmm. avoid someone going down that path. Dorinda just goes on a drunken slurred rampage. And I, she, the next day she's like, Rose happened. Ha ha ha. You're in your sixties. Like if you are blaming yeah. alcohol for fights, you have a problem. And I mean, Andy has said that he thinks the women have gone off the rails and the drinking is really bad on New York this year. There's moments where I almost feel like guilty. Like I am enabling these women to continue to over drink. I don't want to dance into the, like who's an alcoholic and who isn't because people get, I understand it's like a sensitive topic, but we can all agree. These women drink way too much, get way too drunk way too often. And it's starting to feel uncomfortable watching this play out.
2: Here's the thing. On one hand, I'm thoroughly entertained by it. And it's one of those things that's like, I feel comforted because like me and my best friend Morgan, like we're like crazy like that. And I watch it and I'm like, oh my God, like this is so us. And on the other hand, I look at it through a lens of somebody like my mom, who used to indulge in that behavior with us, who now is sober for like a year and a half. And Go Gina. At- <laughs> I know, right? Go Gina. But I'm looking at it through her eyes and she cringes so hard. And she's like, oh God, that is the worst. That is the worst. When people like me are like finding almost solace and comfort in it. Like, you know, when you're confronted with yourself, you can either be like, I'm comforted by it or I'm like, I don't want to be that person.
1: That's a good point. I think, yeah, you look at it through two different lenses. I think it's fun and funny and reason. Like when they are on a trip, when they go to Bluestone Manor, but I was looking back and- Sonia has been drunk every episode. She has at least one moment where she's super, super drunk. And I think she mentioned like we're going to start seeing a a shift with her where she said she's identifying why she's gained a lot of weight. Everyone thought she did a lot to her face. As someone who's fluctuated in weight, I can tell you, she just has a chubby face right now. It's not fillers. She's just gained weight. She said it's due to drinking. So I've seen
2: it in person. I saw her. I was with her um, in... I guess it was beginning of October and I was in uh, an apartment building of one of the other housewives and she comes up to the elevator and I was like guiding her through the hall and I was just thinking Jesus Christ like she is big she is heavy she had gained at least 60 pounds by that oh, point oh my gosh and I think it was a combination of her maybe maybe medication I I don't know what it, what it was yeah. Um, but she looked, I think it just was, I it, I think it's one of those things too. She probably started drinking really heavily. And then what happens is you come back and you order like a cheeseburger and fries and like you were doing well all day. And then you like throw it all away with like your 3000 <laughs> calories and wine and then all this fast food. And but it's fun for a little while, but if you can t- like from her confessionals, she's definitely lost the weight. She looked amazing. I was going to say in her
1: confessional, she looks back to Normal Sonia, who I've always thought she's striking. I just think she's a beautiful, like, as a beautiful oh, face. Too. She looks
2: like season three Sonia now. She looks like she, how she did season three. She looks amazing.
1: Do you think, though, in looking at these women, I think, I guess the other thing that stands out to me it's all of them drink so much. Ramona gets super drunk. Luann's now getting super drunk. Sonia's always gotten drunk. I think that's kind of her thing. So maybe it's not as big of a deal to me. Dorinda's getting really drunk. Leah's talked about how she's yeah, had issues and She's since said now that she's sober, but we see her get really, really drunk. Elise got drunk at the dinner party. It's like, you know, everybody over drinks pretty frequently. I mean, do you think Andy's right in saying it's like off the rails? And do you think he needs, like, does production step in at a point?
2: I think that they, yeah. And I like, I've heard and like, I know that they at one point were, you know, enabling. And then at another point, it's like, okay, it's gotten too much. It becomes a liability especially when you're filming in like public places like the orchard or you know it can be a liability and you know Sonia has the past of like groping people and like going up to people when <laughs> she's drunk and humping them and it's like funny for a little bit but when it's your entire personality that's when it becomes less funny and I think that what Andy was like trying to say and I'm picturing this conversation happening is he's going to be like listen this is a part of the show that people love but it's not Girls Gone Wild of New York City. It's The Real Housewives. I think what they got to do is go back to basic storylines of each woman. I was watching the old seasons the other day, and I used to love when it followed through, and you would kind of have like an ending, and the finale episode would be each woman wrapping up their storyline, then one last fight at the finale party. <laughs> and I think that what they're going to do is say, make it more of a personality trait, not your entire personality, this drinking.
1: Well, exactly. And like the Zoom reunion, I'm assuming it'll be Zoom. It could potentially, I guess, be in person if they social distance uh, since Andy is in New York for their reunion. I think they could do it in New York. Yeah. But so let's say at this reunion, they're all together or whether it's Zoom, I guess it doesn't matter. I mean, it's not going to be a good reunion if all we're talking about is a drunk fight because they're all like, yeah, I was drunk. Whoops. And yeah, you can do this whole, like you say the truth when you're drunk, but that's not a three-part reunion. Like that's the other thing. They don't have a lot of content right now to work with for the reunion, other than everyone being drunk and fighting, which I will admit it is entertaining and I love it. And Roni is still one of my favorite franchises. I just think they need to shift it. Do Do you you, think that, um, oh, go ahead. Do you think that Kinsley's going to come to the reunion? So Hmm. I keep going back and forth on this. I think she will be there for part of it. I think she'll, I think she'll dial in. She'll be the virtual, whether if all the women are together, I think they will have her on like a, laptop or an iPad uh, and I don't think she'll come in and sit with all the women, but I think she'll, I think she comes in for a little bit.
2: I think what she's going to do. And honestly, I would love to see this. I think what they're going to do is they're not really going to mention her for a little bit. And then somewhere in the middle, they're going to bring up Tinsley and then Tinsley's going to dial in and she's going to have one last battle with Dorinda. And I really hope that Tinsley just doesn't even fight with her because Dorinda will look so fucking dumb. Because all she's done this whole time is tried to bring down Tinsley for what? Who won at the end of the day? Who is still stagnant and who's still, you know, making their mistakes and getting wasted on TV? And who is living in a high-rise penthouse in Chicago with a rich guy who she actually loves, with her dogs, with her mom by her side, feeling herself? With a fucking hundred thousand dollar ring, Tinsley came out on top, motherfucker.
1: Yes. Bravo. I'm clapping. I mean that, yes, a hundred percent. I will say everyone has turned on Dorinda. I can't like I can't believe that it has become so so much of a shift. Usually, like something like this can be pretty polarizing and you get strong oppositions on both sides. Everyone is sick of Dorinda being the bully, and it's just been three-fourths of a season she wasn't this mean on camera now in watching the way she behaves when she's drunk i would say on camera on previous seasons but watching the way she's behaved she is so verbally abusive to some of these women i am shocked we haven't seen this prior a production must have just thought it wasn't Uh worth exposing yet because the things yeah. she said to Louie on about the mugshot, the way she went in on Tinsley for no reason. I mean, like you said, what was the fight about? Cause she didn't tell everyone she was possibly dating Scott again. That's why you're so pissed at someone. It just doesn't yeah. make sense.
2: No, I, I think here's the thing about Dorinda. I think that, um, I actually see like a lot of myself in Dorinda in like a weird way. And, um, you know, she can be vindictive and, and jealous and mean. And I think that it, all consumed her this year and I think that there's a thing that happens with these women that they can't really separate the reality between the tv show and their real life and it's a little bit like black swan syndrome where they get so into the character that they're playing on television that it becomes them in real life and like It's like Taylor Swift blank space. Like everybody like pegs you as like a crazy person. You're going to start playing into the role of a crazy person. And I think it's sad to probably live your entire life, you know, being a character that other people have pegged you as. But if that's really your personality, then that's really your personality. As you know, Heather Dubrow said on the Real Housewives of Orange County reunion, if everybody says you're dead, it's time to lie down. So maybe Dorinda, it's time to lie down.
1: I love it. I mean, do you think Dorinda's just so thirsty to be the lead that Bethany was that she's not even aware that she's making herself look bad? I think she got excited
2: probably, you know, that, that, yeah. you know, that, that Bethany was gone and, and that it was going to be her. Cause let's, let's be real. Dorinda has been severely likable. I mean, every, like not this yes. season, but in prior, it was like, make it nice with Dorinda. She's warm. She's cozy. She's got like the whole thing going on. I used to watch her and be like, shit, like, that's my mom. That's me. Like, she's like this woman who, who was always trying to take care of the people around her. And I'm just going to call bullshit on the idea that she said that she doesn't have anybody in her life trying to take care of you. Because if you push everybody out of your life, then of course, there's going to be nobody left to take care of you.
1: So <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
2: Don't push people out.
1: I mean, and the other thing too, I I think it was funny when she was like saying how, and I think it's more the emotional piece of it with Richard, but she acts like it was so overwhelming to redo the house. But then you see all the people that she has that like work with her and help her and support her. She's got Lynn. She had all these different construction people. She's got personal, like fancy chefs at her disposal. I don't think it was that hard to manage the renovations of Bluestone Manor. I think she just (laughs) wanted people to feel sorry. No,
2: it wasn't. And, and and it was not that hard. Yeah. And I can say that personally. It was <laughs> not that hard. Uh, I you know, I, I and I lo- I have love in my heart for Dorinda. I just think that she uh she she fucks up big time all yeah. the time. And you know, she, she could really have it all if if, you know, she just was a little bit kinder. And um, you know, I think it's really ironic that she's, you know, coming out and, you know, she has the guy from uh, Queer Eye who came out and was like, you know, people on New York haven't paid me for services that I've rendered for them. And she's the first one to jump up and say, you want your 15 minutes of fame? Babe, nobody wants their 15 minutes of fame. They want to be paid for work that they did. And I think it looks a little fishy that she's coming out and saying that when nobody even dropped her name in the first place, right?
1: Everyone thought it was Aviva. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So don't out yourself if you don't want to be outed.
1: Yeah, I still kind of thought it might be like uh, Simon and Alex. I don't know why. I could just see them trying to play that card because they talked about when they'd go on their trips, how fun it was to buy like super, super expensive clothing items. And that's just who they were now. And so I'm like, oh, I could see them being the type that maybe would think they'd get stuff for free. But I think for the most part, we've secured it to Viva. It makes me think though that Dorinda done this to a lot of people before and that it's a, a behavior that she doesn't want to be caught and called out on. So she's going to quickly defend it when she sees it happening.
2: Yeah, I would say allegedly that she has. And, um, you know, I think that um, I genuinely hope that she figures it out. And if it takes, like, you know, taking a season off of the show, then coming back. Because there are so many good things about her. Like her going to Jimbo's and getting the cheeseburger with her daughter. And, you know, know, and, and, and I know, and we saw flashbacks. I know kind of allegedly that they filmed, like, a bunch of really cool stuff with her. Um, that painted her in a really good light and they didn't show any of that stuff on the show. And so I think that once the cast member kind of pegs themselves as the villain, then production's going to run with it. They're not going to show the good stuff about you. So I kind of wish that she would play into more of the scenes with Hannah, with the cheeseburger, than like trying to go after people. And you've got to realize that you can't treat your entire life like this TV show. If somebody said to me what she said to Luann, I'd be like, all right, I'm done with you sorry. That's, you know, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. That's the second time that she said that to Alain.
1: I was gonna say, I mean, that we saw this play out before where she called out the mugshot thing. So clearly this is, I think it's her thing that she can go to that people can't fire it back at her. So that's why she likes to pull it out when she feels really pushed. But I just, I yeah. think in looking at New York just in general, we're seeing Leah quickly rise to the top. I, you know, kind of like you said with Bronwyn, she was the instant kind of star, and we saw shortly after the reunion, Vicky was done, Tamra done, Tamra fired. I'm wondering if we're gonna see it with New York, with maybe even, like, I hate to say it, but would a Ramona be done, a Dorinda kicked out, a Luann kicked out, and opening the chance for some new blood to come in? Or do you think, I mean, we're kind of getting to the point where it seems like some of these franchises just have a shelf life, and every 12 years, it's time to kick it off. Like, and find something new. I have I a mean,
2: prediction. I have a prediction. I think this is what's going to happen, honestly. I think that Ramona and Dorinda are done. I think that this is their last year and they're not going to be coming back. I think what's going to happen is they're going to offer Sonia and Luann friend of roles. And if they, you know, take the roles, then that's up to them. I think Luann's actually having a really good season. Um, And I think that what they're going to do is build it around Tinsley. I mean, around um, Leah. Mm -hmm. I think that they're going to build it around Leah. And I I often wonder, like, you know, it's even though Dorinda was so awful to Tinsley, I don't know if it, it, uh, you know, I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg. I feel like this was always going to be Tinsley's last year on the show. um, Because she was going to always plan on moving with Scott to Chicago. I'm just wondering if it happened as early as it did because of the drama with Dorinda. And she was just like, this is not worth it. I'm going to go be happy. And so that would really be a shame if that's why that happened so early.
1: I wonder if that was part of it because it did feel like it was just like this abrupt departure. And I think there was probably an opportunity or I'm sure Bravo was thinking, is there a way that we can show her kind of going back and forth? and have the engagement be her final scene but instead it's just her Mm -hmm. looking out that car window i wonder if she just said no i'm not gonna keep traveling back and forth just to be part of the show to have dorinda tear me apart every single time and i'm sure to hear because what all the women then would say because tensley doesn't talk about the relationship she's questioning it does she really love scott is it really going to work out he doesn't love her to hear all this stuff put out there on national television probably isn't helping a relationship that's trying to recover from a breakup anyway. So I think she mm-hmm. did that, made the right choice, but I would have loved to have a little bit more of Tensley this season.
2: Yeah. And, and, you know, the production crew on New York is the best of the best and the people that work on that show are the kindest people ever. And they're, they're not just, you know, they're not just like good at this job, like of making this production. And and they're not just like kind people in that way. They are some of the most creative, hardworking people ever. They're just like masterminds and they hone in on their craft and each year they get better and better. And I think that, and I know that they really pushed uh, for uh, Dorinda and Tinsley to make up and Tinsley tried a lot. She tried a lot, 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 and it just never happened.
1: I hope they give us uh, unseen footage. They're starting to do that a little bit with some of these shows because they're running low on new content to put out there because of COVID. I would, I yeah. think, I bet there's a lot more of Tinsley and Dorinda either going to lunch or people trying to get them to go to lunch or talk. And I'm sh- I could yeah. just see Tinsley being like, sure, I'll talk to her. Cause she's a su- like, Tinsley's a sweet person and Dorinda just yeah. taking it as another chance to just pounce on her.
2: Yeah. Now what do you think? I have a question for you. What do you think about this kind of Ramona storyline this year? Because in my opinion, I think that, you know, I, we know that Ramona is an asshole, right? We, we've yeah. known that for years and years and years. And it's not like she's denying it this year that she's an asshole. She just is being who she is. I don't really think that she's being any different than how she's always been. And so I don't really understand this kind of like calculated confessional attack on Ramona I'm like you guys have known this for forever so what do you think about Ramona's kind of whole thing this year
1: I agree I think it's, it's a pattern for Ramona I do think the things that she thinks everyone is jealous of her for like having 50 close mm-hmm. girlfriends and all the money those are just things that she values just because you think it's great to have 50 friends doesn't mean everyone else does so I think she yeah. has kind of lost a little bit of that but let's go back to really early on Bethany was, you know, dating Jason, uh, who was then became her husband, baby daddy, ex-husband, and a whole ugly thing there. But I mean, she said, you know, mm-hmm. you have Jason, you're probably gonna lose him. You don't have any mm-hmm. you know, you had Jill, you lost her. And they're like supposed to be taking like this nice little walk on the bridge. And she uses it as an opportunity to just be a complete jerk. I think that yeah. is who Ramona is. And I, I don't I guess I mean she's an asshole, definitely. I think she also is just like your classic New York born New Yorker who has no filter and looks at it as like, uh, to me, the like way she like Ramona thinks of it as if I'm directly honest with you and I just say it very bluntly, that's my way of showing you. I respect you. Like that's my way. I of agree. And like, I don't think she means to be an asshole. She is an asshole, but I think she wants to just say like, I don't like what you're doing and I'm going to call you out on it directly. Probably because that's the way she was raised.
2: I totally, totally, 100% agree with you. And I didn't disagree with what she said with Bethany on the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> I, I think that she was absolutely right. And she didn't say it, like, you know, the best way. But I think Ramona never comes from a place of, like, like, she's not the type of housewife that will, like, refuse to film with you. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what I think the first time that I've ever seen her, like, really kind of hurt on this show without doing fake tears is when Elise started coming at her at the Halloween party. That look on her face was like, she was hurt. I don't think she knew how to react. And I like Elise too, by the way.
1: I love Elise. I think she could easily be holding uh, an apple next year. I think she could definitely be a full-time housewife. I love that she strategically or organically has positioned herself um, now that they've wrapped with Leah and they are very close. Leah was talking like Leah just posted the dinner that Elise's husband made for them. So yeah. I love that they're
2: friends.
1: Yeah. Let's let's talk on it because everyone did. I think it's true. This story about that. So Elise, God love her, said she made a cameo. She didn't know it was going to go public. However, she commented on every single Instagram post who made a meme about it, who shared it. We made a meme about it. She was commenting with people, but she basically said, I'm going to tell you why Ramona isn't single. She claims that she was going to say, because Ramona thinks she's in the top. One percent, which we just saw in last night's episode, Leah jumps in and says it's because she shits when she has sex.
2: I think it's yeah. true. I don't doubt it, I and mean, for multiple reasons. First of all, she's like pushing seventy. Okay, yeah, I, I don't know how shit works down there when you're seventy years old, and so it's not as strong, I, mean, I would
1: imagine. You know?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought that it was kind of like a cheap shot. Um, And I love Leah, you know, I just think that when it gets to like medical stuff like that, it's like, ooh, like, it feels weird to me. Um, I feel like it's kind of age shaming. It's like, like, body functional shaming. Like, who knows? Maybe she has a problem. She doesn't want to. You know talk about it on maybe she had a hysterectomy that we don't know about that like she doesn't have as much feeling down there i, I you, you never know
1: you're so sweet i think you're coming from this perspective because you can sympathize with her having you I know because
2: i shit myself all the time <laughs> i was gonna go
1: there I was say like you have a medical diagnosis that but and she yeah. could too uh i do think there were a lot of stories where like she shit her pants on a couple of um trips this year. And we, we all know what happened in Cartagena. I'm not going to hold her for that because I will say if you've they ever had did. like, yeah, they were all shooting themselves. I mean, if you've ever had a horrible stomach bug in that, like it hits you, if you're not near a bathroom and you're sitting outside and you have to go up in an elevator to a huge, like in a huge mansion, there's a good chance you're going to shit yourself. I mean, I've had moments where all of a sudden I have to pee really bad and I'm in like a waiting for an elevator or I can't find a bathroom and there's been close calls. I've definitely we've all had, we've all peed ourselves a couple of times. Let's be real people. So I mean, I I think, yeah, of course it's totally normal. Uh, but I, I do feel bad for her that this is like, what is circling around all over.
2: I feel like Ramona just has such a thick skin that she doesn't actually care that this is going on. Like, she's just like, whatever. And she defended herself in the comment, but then it's like, she doesn't really give a fuck. I Yeah. And, and and Leah is going to like Leah reminds me of like honestly, she kinda of remind, reminds me of Morgan Lamotta. Like she's so um like when she gets like like hard headed about something, it's like bam, that's the only thing she's going to think <laughs> about for a very long time. And it's like this Ramona thing. She's just so dumb with Ramona and anything that Ramona does, she will go after. Whether it's her coming back from Florida and going out to eat in New York, whether it's the all lives matter thing which by the way is horrible that she even said that um or now this the shitting she just wants to totally annihilate Ramona
1: I love that you compared her to Morgan who's one of your good friends I think some of my favorite things I've ever seen on Instagram and this was 100% real you guys were not acting was the fight you two had when you're like screaming at each other like you're on the sidewalk she's in the the street if you and Morgan don't get your own show one day I will die everybody like I think you've like saved it almost. Is it saved as a highlight somewhere? The fight?
2: It, I actually don't know. Morgan, I'm with her right now. Morgan, did I save it as a highlight? I
1: don't think
2: that it was on your feed. Oh, it's on my feed. It's on my Instagram feed. Okay, we're going to share it. It? Yes. it is
1: the. I mean, yeah. I feel so bad saying it's the best thing ever because you guys were legitimately having like a fight and you're good friends. <laughs> but you two are hilarious. I I mean, like we need to start a petition for you and Morgan just to have your own show.
2: Well, m- Maybe you just might see us on a little something coming up soon. You never know.
1: Hint, hint, everyone. You never know. I'm going to make that a poll. Where do we, what show do we think we'll see Anthony and Morgan on? Um, Oh my God. Yeah, I know.
2: laughing so hard right now.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. What if they made like a new, like instead of Real Housewives, what could we call you guys? Like the real, I don't know.
2: I think that they, I think that they should make um, a show about me and Morgan it's like part um it's like part like competition show and like part reality show and so i think it should be like morgan and i doing things like okay like who can drink like the most glasses of wine in a row or who can recruit the most amount of people to come to like this random house party that we're having and then we can like get in like a competitive fight about it but then part of it will be like our day to day lives and you know morgan gives me advice i give her advice we never take our own it's just she she's <laughs> honestly so so amazing she Morgan's born to be a tv star you
1: guys oh my gosh it almost you know like people freak out over the MTV challenges still like I I never got into them but I have friends who like still religiously watch them and people have always said like I want Bravo to do some sort of like you know survivor Housewife. Oh, you guys that's what you you should be like the new Bravo challenge and it should be a little bit of both
2: that the only thing is i don't think we can do any physical challenges without getting winded and less than actually Morgan might
1: be able to, i think that's yeah. the beauty of it Correct. like i want to watch you guys do like a sprint challenge i want to watch you do a pull-up challenge
2: <laughs> well honestly then they can bring in like this that would be such a good idea too um for them to do like kind of like bravo influencers and in people. Um, to like come on and do this like it should be like different people each episode like get like you guys to come on get Kate Casey Danny Pellegrino Lucy on the ground
1: you oh my know, god have them I just, all
2: come on and do things
1: I just thought of it it's gonna be Morgan and Anthony verse and then so you two are a team so part of that is gonna be you guys fighting over your strategy and figuring out how you're gonna beat all these other people <laughs> and every episode they just bring someone new on to compete against you guys
2: I am dead and regardless of whether they win and win or lose, we still go on to the next round.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> okay. We're going to reenact
1: this when I, like whenever we finally see you one day in person, you have to bring Morgan and it's going to be, we'll kick it off with you and Morgan versus me and Vanessa. And we'll have to think of some like challenge that we're all going to be terrible at and we'll just yeah. re- record it. That's it. i am into
2: it. We can make our own pilot.
1: I'm, I love it. We'll pitch it. Bravo. If you're listening, we'll get ready. It. Well, get ready. The, This has been so fun. And I think you, so you were hinting at something, and everyone that was not a joke. So there probably is something in in the works besides this TV show that we uh, are pitching right now that we just created on this podcast. So keep your eye on Anthony. Uh, I'm sure that once it's able to be announced, you're going to. So where can everyone find you so they know what this big announcement is going to be?
2: Sure. Um, At Anthony Lario, A N T H O N Y L A R I O on Instagram. And you can find Morgan on Instagram at morg underscore Lamotta, L-A-M-O-T-T-A.
1: Perfect. We're going to tag both of you guys in here. Anthony, it was so fun talking with you. I feel like we covered everything and we just created a whole new TV show for you and Morgan and I can't wait to be part of it.
2: Abby, you are just the best and same with Vanessa, same with V. You guys are just the best of the best and your account has grown so fucking much. You guys are like on top of your game and i'm so excited to see you guys hit like fucking 100k
1: oh you're so sweet that like gave me goosebumps to think about and it, honestly though for those who are, maybe haven't followed along for a while anthony like plucked us up when we we literally just like created a couple posts and he was like hey guys like it seems like you're creating a fun account and you like I feel like you've been along this journey with us and we would not have gotten to where we are without you. Like you've coached us and helped us so much. So for anyone out there listening that's thinking about wanting to start a podcast or create you know, more of a presence on social media, please reach out to Anthony. He has the best consulting services and just can really help you get to where you wanna go. We would be, I don't even know if we would have hit 10,000 without you.
2: Oh, stop. Thank you. I appreciate the plug and I'm cheap, everybody. So i <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. Anthony, thank you so much. We love you and can't wait to have you on again.
2: All right. Love you.
1: If you couldn't tell, I just love Anthony. He has been on the show numerous times. I'm not lying when I say he's really coached us through this podcast and Instagram world. And it's just so much fun when we're connecting with people like Anthony and other guests that just truly love Bravo. We talk about this all the time, that it's just a language that only us Bravo lovers can speak. So hopefully you enjoyed listening to our predictions, hearing a little bit of some tea being spilled, and make sure you check Anthony out on his Instagram at Anthony Lario. And with that, we will catch you next week.
0: You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're Body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy, and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are BODY. Start your free trial at BODY.com. That's b o d dot com.